important for us to receive it, not just talk about it, but spiritually to receive those things by faith. The word says that you believe that you have received and you shall have it. A lot of people, they just let life happen to them. I, I posted a video just last night. Uh, it was Dan Moeller, and I said, you need to watch this. If you didn't see that video, go watch that video. There's some huge life-changing stuff in there. And he's talking about how people will just let life happen to them instead of allowing the blessing and the glory of God that's designed to flow through us happen to this world right? This world is not supposed to happen to you. You are the salt. You are the light. You are supposed to happen to this world. Amen? And that's how it works. We've got to be proactive in those things. So let's turn and go to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. I told uh, Nicole, she said, what you preaching? I said, I have no idea. No idea. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. I turned to chapter 12. Verse 6 didn't match up. Hebrews chapter 6. This morning we're talking about, I receive. Just say that with me. Say, I receive. I receive. Amen. Now let, let's say it really loud. Let's happen. Let's happen. To our world. Say, I receive. I receive. Man, that was awesome. That was really, really good. See, a lot of times we need to purpose ourselves. We need to purpose ourselves. We need to make up our mind what we're doing and what we're about. But not just from our own thinking, but because of what the Word tells us to do. We, the Word says that we are to hold fast the confession of our faith. Now, it's talking about our salvation there and the confession that Jesus is Lord. But in that, you see a way of God that also says when you're believing for other things, other promises in your life, you hold fast to a confession of faith, a profession of faith. That means at some point, if I'm believing God to a, a get uh, over in my finances, I've got to confess some things and profess, declare, decree, proclaim some things about my finances. If it's healing, I've got to declare, I've got to proclaim, I've got to confess some things about my health right? I've got to. Well, in this, a lot of times today, we're not just talking about receiving in the financial area. We're not not talking about it either. We're talking about in general that God has some promises for us. Amen? Amen. He's got promises for us. But how many times, how many of you know that God's had promises for you all your life, but maybe we haven't walked in all of it? Alright, so... so I mean, maybe that's us. You know, maybe we hadn't walked into some of that. Do you think that, let me, let me just put it like this. He says that he can do and wants to do more in our lives beyond what we can ask or think. Do you reckon there's some stuff that we hadn't received that we were supposed to receive? I think so. So, in other words, we've got to learn about it, and then we've got to do some things about it. There's some promises in health, 
in prosperity, in restoration, in deliverance, in protection. There's some things of life overflowing that maybe we haven't received all of that. But we need to get it in our mind that whatever God's uh, paid for through Christ, whatever's out there, whatever God said, it's important enough for Jesus to pay the price for it. I'm going to honor him by receiving his payment. And say, I receive everything that he has for me. We've got to get it in our mind, get it in our heart. Have a mindset that I receive everything that Jesus paid for. Why? Well, in 2 Corinthians 9, it tells us that it's out of your abundance that you will do every good deed. How can you do every good deed? Should we do every good deed? Every God good deed? Should we? How are we going to do it if we're not living in His abundance? And how are you going to be in abundance if you are not in the mindset of, Lord, I receive every promise you laid out for me? How's that going to happen? So in this one it says, in Hebrews 6, 12, it says this, so that you will not be sluggish. In other words, He doesn't want you to have a life uh, that's got an anchor dragging behind it, right? He wants you to be running a race. He, he tells us uh, later on, he says this, he says, I want you to run the race and don't be carrying extra weight. Throw off anything, any sin that besets you. Throw off any extra weight. Well, some of that weight can be this. Some of that weight can be that I don't know that I'm supposed to receive. I'm supposed to receive help, strength. I'm supposed to receive finances. I'm supposed to receive the health, divine health of God. How can you run your race if you're laid up sick in the bed? Wouldn't it be more difficult? Would you be running at optimum efficiency and productivity? No. So we've got to say, okay, Lord, I see that you have paid. You, on that cross, you bore our sins and our sicknesses. I see in Deuteronomy that sickness is a part of the curse. I see in Galatians 3 that we are redeemed from the curse. That curse is wiped out through Jesus. So at some point, I've got to say, hmm. Let me find how to apply these promises. I receive, Lord. And it starts, see, you might not know anything about that when you're hearing this. Maybe somebody's watching and, and you have never heard that before. And you've been walking in lack, you've been walking in sickness, you've been walking in everything, and you don't have a clue. All you've got to do is turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I receive. Lord, help me. Help. Help me. And all of a sudden, you turn with a humble heart towards God. You seek Him with all your heart. He will be found by you. That's His promise to you. He says this, look, I don't want you to be sluggish. I don't want you to have an anchor in your life. I think all of us at some point have felt like there's an anchor dragging behind us. Sometimes it's, it's attached to the boat and that was going the other direction, you know. And it's just dragging us. Sometimes we feel like that with life. Right? But God doesn't want us to be that way. And then he gives us a key as to how to break that chain that's been holding you back. He says this. He says that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. In the message, it says this. Don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course be like those who stay the course with committed faith 
and then get everything promised to them. Wouldn't you like to be one of the ones who gets everything promised that God has promised? You know what? God wants you to be that person too. God wants you to receive like that too. That means, but notice what it says. It says, be imitators of those or follow the example of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to look at people's lives and particularly places where God has planted us and say, are they living it? Are they receiving the blessing of God? Are they walking in divine health? Are they, are they reaching out for these things or are they just letting life happen to them? Are they, are they after the things of God? Are they growing? Are they seeing the miracles? Are they seeing, like we talked about last week, supercharged? Are they, are they living a supercharged life by the Holy Spirit? Or is life happening to them? The anchors attached and dragging them backwards sometimes. Are they preaching a good game here, but not living it Monday through Saturday? But see, when you get around people that are living it, where the power of God is being released, then it says, this, this word right here says, follow their example. Look to them as examples. Uh, Paul said it like this later on. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He looked to Christ and said, that's a good example. And then other people looked to Paul and said, that's a good, he's a good example. And as they followed the good things, the godly things that, that Paul did, they received the things that Paul had. And it's working the same way in Boomerang. And it can work even more in, in our lives. You know, for me personally, I'm out there. I'm looking. I've been looking for years. Lord, put me in front of people who are living the example of Christ. Who's not just talking about it, but the power of God is being released to them. And they are walking in constant manifestation, power, demonstration. Lord, put me in front of those people. And as he's put me in front of those people, it's encouraged me to live that. And as I've been encouraged to live that way, you then were encouraged to live that way. And I can go through and tell you testimonies of just about everybody in here whose life has raised because they plugged in and started following at least a little bit of the example of Christ. Right? This, this is a principle in the kingdom. But he says this, by faith and patience. How many of y'all have ever been uh, to church on Sunday morning and you've been asking the Lord and you see a promise in this word? Maybe it's for healing. Maybe it's for uh, finances or debt to be released. And you've been, you, you, I mean, with all your heart, Lord, help me. Help. Some of it's like, sometimes it's like this. Help me, Jesus. Help me. You know, y'all never felt like that, but I have. I've felt like that. Lord, good Lord, I need your help. I cannot do this myself. I need your help. Now, let me show you something. I need, uh, uh, let's see, Johnny, will you come up here? And um, let's, let's have you right here. And, and I, let's say that Johnny, there you go, boom, 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 right there, good. Let's say that Johnny... Um, he needed something. He needed um, a book or, or maybe, yeah, a book. All right. So he needed a book. And so he went on and he went to a company online and he ordered something. And uh, he ordered the book that he needed. Huh? Yeah. Good job. Did you click? 
click. There you go. All right, good. So he ordered some. Now that, that order is being processed, and, and it's on its way, right? And uh, eventually it gets into the hands of a, no, no you, it's coming to you. All right. And uh, we're, we ordered online, John. It's, it's good. <laughs> Keep up. Come on. All right. All right. So I wonder if I could find a delivery man. Um, um, I wonder if I could find a delivery man. Hold, hold on. <laughs> we're we're going to get the memo. I wonder. Come on, delivery man. <laughs> Come over here. All right. So let's say that. Thank you, sir. Here, here. We don't want to get sued. Let's do it like that. Good old blank generic box. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't know who that came from. And uh, so let's say on Sunday you order the book from some company. And uh, now he ordered the book and he gets a tracking number. And all of a sudden here, uh, the delivery guy, it says, the delivery guy is going to deliver it to you on Friday, right? So I stretched it a little bit, all right? But he's going to deliver it to you on Friday. And so we know that on Monday, that package is on the way. On Tuesday, that package is on the way. On Wednesday, the package is on the way. Thursday, it's on the way. And Friday, it's his. Amen? All right, let's start over. <laughs> All right. So this is Sunday. So he's like all excited about the book on Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He's all excited about the book. So then Monday happens. Then Tuesday happens. Now, see, that package is on the way. When's it going to be there? Friday. Friday. On Tuesday, does, does Johnny, like, where? I know it said Friday, but where is my package? And they'd be like, it's Tuesday. It'll be there on Friday. I know, but I want my package now. Oh, what am I going to do? It's Tuesday, and I don't have my package this is a bunch of junk. <laughs> a lot of times we throw a fit because our packages don't get delivered in our time frame. And so, but see... What we've learned is that if it says a tracking number says it's going to be there on Friday, then if Tuesday comes and Johnny's package is not here, then he just goes and looks at the tracking number. He finds out when it's going to be there, and then he's at peace because it's on the way. It's on the way. He's not worried about it. He's not throwing a fit. You know, even his in-laws could call him up and say, Johnny, when's your package going to get here? Well, it's going to be here on Friday. Well, how do you know it's going to be here on Friday? I mean, I mean you've got to think reasonably. It's not here yet. How do you know that package is going to be here? See, a lot of times when we pray for healing or the Lord to come through, man, it's our friends and family that's like, I, but I know you're trusting God. But you need, to, you need to get real, too. 
And, and Johnny's response in this situation was, look, I got the tracking number. I've, I've been delivered to 99% of the time on time from this company. It, it's not, even if it goes a day longer, it will be okay. And we would tell that to the family member about a package, but yet we've got something that makes promises to us that's a lot more secure than a tracking number and a couple of numbers on a computer screen, and yet that family member comes in, and all of a sudden, what happens? They'll say, where's that, where's that healing at? Where's that provision at? And over here on this side, we're going, I don't know. Where is it at? Where is it at? I don't, I don't know. Say, I receive. I receive. A part of getting, see, what if the package wasn't here on Tuesday and John got all upset and he said, no, it's not here yet. I know you say it's coming on Friday. It's not here yet. I just, just cancel the order. By faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So I might have faith when I ordered the promise from God to come here. But if I don't keep faith, I cancel the order. I cancel it. So, but here's the thing. You know, it's kind of like this. Let's say that it gets to Tuesday. Let's say it gets to Wednesday now. And does Johnny start flipping out? No. Why? Because he knows it's coming. But see, a lot of times we'll ask something of God. We'll ask the Lord for something. And what, what happens? We don't know that it's coming. Because we don't know God as well as we want everybody to believe we do on Sunday. On Sunday, we're like, yeah, amen, God is so good. But on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And we've dropped that. See, and we'll even get mad. God, why is my promise not here? Why is my package not here? And if you listen humble ourselves to the Holy Spirit, he'd say, it's all right. Your promise is on the way. But we're so emotionally charged and, and upset and fear has come in and all of a sudden we're just like, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. And drop faith, essentially canceling the order. And we'll get mad at God. Why did you let this happen to me? Why don't I have my healing yet? Why don't I have my provision? Why are these bill collectors still calling me? And yet the promise is on the way. You prayed, it shall be done. It shall be done. Thank you, Phyllis. Look at this. 2 Corinthians... 1.20 You can think of any promise of God, any one of them. You can think of it, and you can apply this to it. 2 Corinthians 1.20 In the King James, you've heard this said probably. It says, for all the promises of God, for all the promises of God in him are yea or yes. In God, all his promises, his answer to you, Lord, will you give me the promise? His answer is yes. Not only that, it says, and in him, in Christ, amen. In other words, so be it. 
The same power that he said, light be, right? The same power that he said, light be. And, and was light? Yeah, it was. The same power he says about every promise I've made you, every single one of them. God, will you fulfill your promise? Yes, and so be it. Yes. Listen to this. In the New American Standard, it says this. For as many are as, as are the promises of God in him, they are yes. Therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. In other words, God wants to bring his glory to us and through us, but we've got to line ourselves up with his promise. I've got to say, hey, that, that promise is coming. That promise is coming. Well, it's not here yet. I don't care. I'm not getting upset. I'm not letting my faith get racked because I just don't see it yet. New Living says this, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes! And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. For his glory. See, when we don't receive the promises of God, it's more than just us not receiving it. It's the kingdom not being advanced. It's abundance not going to every good deed. It's the glory of God that's not given for something that didn't happen. We need to be receivers. Say, I receive. Amen. The message says this. Whatever God has promised, I like this. Whatever God has promised gets stamped. With the yes of Jesus. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray. The great amen. God's yes and our yes together gloriously evident. See, when we line ourselves up with God, everything changes. Everything changes. But now, is the devil aware of these things? Yes, he is. He's probably more aware of them than you are. And so what he does is he doesn't just let things be. He doesn't just leave things alone. The word says that, you know, we're not to be fearful of the devil, but it does tell us to be aware of how he operates. He says, don't be ignorant about the devil's devices. And so here's what I found and then you see it in the scripture in different ways is that any time where the promise is almost to the receiver. The promise, any promise of God, the anointing of God. When the promise comes in, what does it do to the grip of the devil? It breaks that grip, right? The anointing of God is freeing. It sets the captive free. It delivers us. It brings his promises. It brings his abundance. It brings his life and life overflowing. And the grip of the enemy in your life, every time a promise is delivered and you receive that promise, his grip is broken in that area in your life. Well, he's aware of that. And so, you know, if I'm, if I'm wrestling with Luke or something and, and uh, I'm playing around, but I want to maintain control of him, 
And all of a sudden, he's stronger than I think he is, and, and he starts to wrestle, and, and he starts to break out of my grip. Well, I just make sure that I just, you know, take it up a notch, you know, and I, I keep him where I want him because I don't want him to get away from my tickling, you know. I want to just make him laugh and, until somebody wants to pull out a camera and take a video of it. I want to get to that level. But if he breaks away from me, we can't have the video, and then she can't post it online. I want to get to that level. Well, the devil's like that. As soon as he feels somebody's about to step into the anointing of Christ and break free, he ramps it up. Now see, he doesn't have the power to hold you there because of what Christ has done. All power and authority is given to Jesus. And he said, and I give it to you. By context, he said, I give you all of it. And so the devil doesn't have, if he had power to hold you there, nobody would ever get free. Right? But here's the thing. He knows how to turn you against yourself. He knows how to get in between the delivery of the promise and the receiver and frustrate the receiver so that they will drop the faith that's needed. And so what he does when he sees that delivery getting closer there and that person's about to step into the promise and step into freedom, he starts ramping up the pressure on their flesh and all of a sudden, they start bugging out if they don't have a renewed mind. And all of a sudden, they start bugging out in the flesh, flipping out. And what happens? They get in the flesh. They get in the flesh. They get outside of love. They get outside of love. Faith worketh by love. Faith is dropped. And the delivery is aborted. I wrote this. It says... When the devil senses that he is losing his grip on you because of a promised delivery from God, he tries to ramp up his attacks on your flesh to get you to abandon the delivery and reception. Now, I want to give you a couple examples of that. So earlier this week, uh, Paul and I were talking and, and Paul came over to the house and just the Lord had been moving on him in a while and he was kind of, he was kind of saying to me, I want... I want to take my walk with, with the Lord to another level, right? And that's pretty much what we were talking about. I want to take this to another level. And what we saw was this same pattern that had been trying to play itself out in his life. It's played the same thing out in my life and things like that, where we ask the Lord for a promise, and then for some reason we drop faith. I, I can't tell you how many times I have done that personally myself. That's where I learned not to do it, right, from me. It, don't do that again. Stupid, stupid. You know, and y'all have never been there, but I'm hel I'm helping you not get there. Amen. But it was anyway. We were talking about this and talking about taking his spiritual walk to another level. So we prayed. We prayed for the power of the Holy Ghost to come in, supercharge his life, and and to be just filled and overflowing. So that was like on Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday. That was on Wednesday. Okay. So that was on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, the very next day. Now, we prayed, and did God move that first day? Yeah. He felt the power of God. I felt the power of God. And then, you know, basically the rest of Wednesday, I don't know if it, you didn't tell me that it felt any different. But then on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, or excuse me, Thursday morning, he wakes up. And man, it's like the devil was on the warpath, right? 
I mean, everything is trying to get him off track. Everything. The devil is just trying to do all kinds of stuff. So we get on the phone, and I start talking to him, and I explain to him, look, the devil's about to lose his grip, and he knows it. So he's trying to ramp it up so that you will walk away from the delivery, walk away from the promise. But if you will do these things, submit yourself to God, humble yourself in faith, humble yourself in patience, and do these things. Step into praise was one of the things. I said, you will receive. And so he did that. He started doing it. He followed the example of somebody who was doing that. He started to apply that. And something happened. He found that as soon as he did this to the Lord, and he turned back to the Lord, God was waiting on him. And the devil didn't have a chance. But during that moment, man, he didn't feel like turning to God. See, it's in that moment somebody says, well, you just need to praise God. You're like, I don't, I'll show you praise God. I'll praise God after I knock it. Anyway, you know, that's the way we feel because in that moment you don't feel like it because the devil's trying to clamp down on you. You just feel like wringing somebody's neck. You don't feel like praising God. But see, here's the thing. Just because you don't feel like praising God doesn't mean that God's not praiseworthy. Just because you don't have the promise in your hand yet doesn't mean that the promise is not on its way. Doesn't mean that. The promise has been on its way the whole time. It's got a scheduled delivery date. God knows it. We don't know it. He calls it due time, but what difference does it make? If it happens right when you pray or it's going to happen later, it's going to happen. And you are going to receive. Say, I receive. Amen. I'm going to receive the promises of God. I don't care what the devil throws at me. I don't care what he does. He's going to try to get you off track and get you to reject the faith for the promise. To get you to re reject the delivery. That's what he does. But it's at that moment when, see, here's one of the great things about that though. When the devil starts ramping up like that, what's he telling you? It's like he just revealed his hand. Oh, it's close. It's closer. So now that makes me, it's like somebody you know, starts talking trash, you know. Oh, you're going to talk trash now. Well, now it's really on. You know, now let's really press into God. That's the way we got to be with the devil. We've got to resist him. Whose job is it to resist the devil? Ours. Ours. God said, you resist the devil and he will flee. In other words, now the devil, what's he bringing? He's bringing fear. He's bringing a lack of patience. He, he's bringing pressure. He's bringing people that'll say the wrong things in your life and they'll say things against your confession of faith. They'll, they'll say things against it. I know, I know you're believing God, but you've got to be real. I'm being as real as I can get. Because your real ain't working for nobody in this world. I need, a, I need a real that works. I need a supernatural, godly kind of real. I don't need your real. I need God's real. Amen? So get out of here with anything that causes me to abort the promise of God. 
Health is mine. Prosperity is mine. Protection is mine. Deliverance is mine. Restoration is mine. Salvation is mine. Life and life overflowing. It's mine. Get that in you. It's mine and it's all paid for by the blood and the life of Jesus Christ. It's already been paid for. The devil's just trying to get you to reject that delivery in any way possible. But when you said, Lord, I see your promise and I'm asking you for it. Now, life be in me, in my life. That promise is, is coming. It's got a scheduled delivery date. It's on its way. It will not miss its target. It will be right there. You may see it sooner than you think. You may see it later, but it's coming. But see, you don't start flipping out when you don't see it, when you know God like that. Amen. When you know that his promises are yes and amen. See, this week I had the privilege of speaking at the uh, National Day of Prayer. Man, I could feel God all over that prayer. I just knew, I knew it was important. And uh, that morning, I was telling, uh, telling Nicole, I actually said it during the prayer. Man, I got up, I had that whole morning set aside just to seek the Lord for the National Day of Prayer. I got so many phone calls and text messages and everything else. Any, I'm trying to get into the Lord, trying to be holy you know, so I can hear from him and say what he wants to say. Man, phone call, phone call, text message, everything else. Emergency, emergency, it was everywhere. And, and it's like, really? I mean, after a while, I just started laughing. I'm like, he's really trying to get me out of what the Lord wants to say. And I get up there and I'm talking during that. We start uh, preaching. I'm saying, Lord, we want Stanley County, we want Albemarle to be the place that has your name stamped on it. That has your name stamped on it. That people say, that's the place where the Lord has done great things for them. According to Psalms 126. That's the place where God has done. Have you seen what God has done in Albemarle and Stanley County? Have you seen what God is doing in the lives of the people at Boomerang Church? Have you seen, you know, I didn't say Boomerang then, but, but that's for y'all too. And so, any, any, have you seen this? God's done great things. He brings protection. I even, right in the middle of it, you know, we've had a rash of suicides in this area. And that's been, that's been weighing on my heart. That is not going to continue in Jesus' name. That is not continuing in this place. And we've seen a rash of them. And I even got it in my heart there on Thursday. I said, Lord, I said, and these suicides will stop in Jesus' name. So guess what happens? Thursday night, tornado warning. Uh, Chris told me, he said, I pulled up the map in the middle of the night. It wasn't red. It was purple. It was so dark. It was so heavy and everything. Now, see, the, the testimony of most of the people here that I know is that is like the storm almost didn't even happen at your house. But we've been preaching protection of God and being kept by God. But for the rest of Albemarle, man, it was testing the delivery of that promise. On Friday, word comes, there's, a, there's another suicide. And then a second one, two, in one day. What do you think that's in response to? See, and that's the time where we've got to say, mm-mm, nope, delivery's coming. Albemarle is a godly place. Stanley County is a godly place. 
we got to stand up on that word and say, delivery's coming. Mm, every promise, it's yes and amen. And I'm telling you in that prayer, that was the word of God that I was speaking out. It's coming. It's not the time to look at it and go, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I guess that prayer didn't work. Oh no, the prayer worked fine. The devil knows it. He's scared that it's about to change, that he's about to lose his grip. So he tries to pressure people in aborting the delivery. He's trying to get a whole county, a whole city. Uh, don't accept that prayer. And we, we ought to stand up and say, praise God. It's going to come. It's ours. We have received it. We believe we have received it. It's ours. Luke uh, chapter 8. You don't have to go there. But Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Jesus says to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. We're going somewhere. Let us go. And so they, he gets, the disciples get the promise. They get going halfway across the lake, and what hits them? This demonic storm comes in, and it attacks them. They're fearing for their life. Jesus is asleep uh, in the boat. They wake him up. Don't you care that we're all perishing? And he comes up, and he basically says, Shut up, storm. I don't know if he used his own name, like, in my name, be quiet. But it, he told it, peace, be still. Be still. He didn't have to use his name like it was him speaking. But he's like, shut up, be still. And it calmed. And the disciples were like, who that? <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> right? It got their attention. But you, can you see that there was a word, there was a promise, and the devil was doing everything he could to get them to abort the delivery of the promise. In 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, it says this, verse 5, You younger men... Likewise, be subject to your elders and all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. This is a way of God. Humility. Not just, I'm not just talking about younger to the older. I'm talking about in general. God is opposed to the proud, but to the humble, he gives grace. See, this guy down here delivering the pack, being, having the package delivered to him, this guy, he's got a choice right now. Do I set myself in pride and say, God, you don't know what you're talking about. I prayed. I had faith. Now I'm mad at you because it's not here. That's pride. Or does this guy say, Lord, you are so good. It's all about trust. It's all about trust. I'll say that one more time. It's all about trust. You know, Job, everything happened to him. First chapter of Job. You know what? I believe, I'm, I'm convinced everything's connected to this. Everything just happened. At the end of that chapter, he hits his knees and worships God. Lord, no matter what happened, I don't know why, I don't know how. And what Job basically said is, I don't care. I trust you. I worship you. That's humility. 
and grace is given to that. And Job's life completely turned. It was given back double and completely restored. I believe that even the pain of all of that, that he was restored from that. I believe, I believe that he was completely restored just because of the nature of God. But see, in this moment, when we don't have manifestation of the promise yet, when we don't have delivery of it yet, we got a choice to make. Are we going to humble ourselves to who God is and who he says he is? Are we going to be in pride like, well, I did everything right and he didn't come through. I, I tried that faith stuff. I tried that. No, 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 no. Faith tried you and found you lacking. Faith tries us. So we've got to say, because humility says, Lord, you said your promises are yes and amen. I don't know why it's not here yet. But here's the deal, Lord. I trust you. I trust you. You are love. You are good. You love me more than I even love myself. My love, every bit of love I have, it came from you. I couldn't even love until I had your love. I didn't even have the chance to love, the ability to love until you loved on me and I received it. All of my love came from you. Your love, you say it's going to be there, it's going to be there. I trust you, I stand for you, I humble myself to you, I hit my knees and I praise you and I worship you. And to that person he gives grace. In James chapter 4, it says, not just grace, but greater grace. Grace and greater grace. And grace is an empowerment to fulfill and bring about the promise. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Cast in all your anxiety on God, because he cares for you. Can I get uh, Chris and Johnny back up here for just a second? No. Uh, no. Just over there. So here's the thing. He's carrying the promise. He's about to deliver the promise. This is the receiver. Say, I receive. I receive. I receive. Amen. In this moment, the Lord says, look, you need to humble yourself to me. Delivery's not here yet, but you need to humble yourself to me. I've been saying this, but I want you to understand this, is how prideful is it for us to get in worry and anxiety over anything? Do you recognize that as pride? Because here's Jesus up here who can see all things, who knows all things, and I know that the word says that there is no fear in love and God is love. Therefore, there's no fear in God. And Jesus didn't do anything but what he saw the father do. And he, heard, he only said what he heard the father say. So I know in Jesus there's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no worry. For us to put on worry when Jesus has none. That's prideful. That's saying that what that's saying is, Jesus, I know more than you do. There's something to be worried about. When Jesus can see it all, and he's got no worry in him, no fear in him. And see, so what we do is we get down here and we get mad at the Lord and we get upset 
and we get fearful and we get anxious and well the promise isn't here and I don't know when it's coming and if it doesn't come by this date it's going to cost me more money and, and this and that and everything else and what's happening? Pride is saying I have something to be fearful over even though Jesus is saying there's none. If you will just take that care and give it to me I'll handle it. Cast your care on him because he cares for you better than you can ever care for yourself. That humility then explodes the grace of God. And then that power of the Holy Ghost takes the delivery person and goes, hurry up, hurry up, and gets that package there that much quicker. But that's the grace, that's the empowerment. But it comes back to how this guy receives, the receiver. Say, I receive. Now watch this. Amen. <laughs> be of sober spirit. Don't, don't be drunk with the world's way of thinking. Don't be drunk in what the world calls, well, you just need to get real. Soberness is humility that says, let me see what God says is real. Let me see. Be of sober spirit. It says this, and be on the alert for your adversary. In other words, don't fall asleep on the devil. Know what he's doing. Know what he's going to try. Man, he starts attacking like that. Nicole and I, we just start praising God now. Hallelujah. He just revealed this closer than it's ever been. Glory to God. And now the Lord's just going to get even more glory out of it. It's just going to be a bigger testimony. Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> impossible do you know my God do you know who we're talking about impossible get out of here your adversary the devil but he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour that's anybody who will abort the promise but resist him this is a command you believer Christian, resist that devil. Don't let him do what he wants to do. You resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. In other words, there's other people that you want to follow the example of because when they're standing up for God in humility, they're accomplishing that, that faith project. They're winning that faith project. And after you've gone through this for a little while, after you've suffered for a little while, while the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself, he'll do it, perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Stand on your feet. Lord, today we want to be your receivers. Say, I receive. I receive. Yeah, I receive. I receive. I want you to just play a little bit of music, JD. Right now, I just, you know, in order for us to receive, then what we do is we humble ourselves to the things of God. We humble ourselves. That means what we need to do is we need to, we need to put on faith, humble ourselves to his promises, humble ourselves.
to what He has coming for us. As we humble ourselves, we speed up the delivery. We, we destroy the plans of the enemy. And so I don't know where you're at this morning, but you may have something. If you've got something in your life and you're just going, all right, I need that delivery and I need it now. I need a delivery of the promise of God. If you need healing, you need, you need financial provision, you need anything in your life, I just invite you to come on up right now. I need a delivery. I need protection. I think the, the devil's been trying to just attack all kinds of things. Just come on up right now. Come on up if you need that. He's been trying to attack all over the place. Why? Because Jubilee's breaking out in your life. God's got good things planned. God's got good things planned. Now, if you are sitting there and you're saying that maybe you don't have a major faith project right now that you're working on, but you just, you just say, Lord, the level of my relationship, it's not where I need it to be. The level of my relationship, it's, it needs to be here and I can tell that it's, it's not there. If that's you, I just ask that you come on down too and you just say, just say, look, I need, I need my relationship because the presence of God and His glory is what starts to solve and bring these promises into manifestation. So whether you just have a faith project you're working on or you need relationship at a better place, if you need more of God today, more of God, just come on down. Come on down now. So while you're coming, I just ask that every hand, every head would be bound and just and let's just pray. The first thing is, no matter what you need, let's get that relationship where it needs to be. So right now, just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You're the director. You make the calls. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that God brought you back to life. For me. And when he raised you up, he raised me up with him. And I received Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. Holy Spirit, empower me. Fill me. Overflow my life with your strength, your help, and your comfort. In Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. And keeping your head bowed, if today you really needed to pray that, will you just raise your hand right now? Amen. I see that. I see that.